All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode five of the Daily Faceoff podcast. I'm your host, Brock Segan. With me, of course, are my two co-hosts. We have Michael Biebs Bondi. Ooh, it's Halloween. What's up, Brock? <laughs> Not much. How are you, Biebs? Um, I'm just really pumped. Uh, I love getting dressed up. Uh, if you haven't noticed, um, it's the one time of the year I could just wear ridiculous stuff, and I love it. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How about you, D? We got uh, Dylan D. Berthing with us as well. How's it going, Broccoli? Not bad, not bad. So, Biebs, we'll throw it back to you. What kind of, whose jersey you're wearing on the podcast today? Um, I was going to throw one on, and then uh, and then I, I realized it would be really inappropriate. Since it is Halloween, I have to wear a costume. So I decided to be a gym teacher. I got the mustache. I got the tucked-in socks. <laughs> I got the matching tracksuit. Um, I brought it today, but um, yeah, that's, that's my costume for today. But um, I'll, let, I'll let D tell you his. His is a little bit better. We should point out that it's not really Halloween. We're yeah. simply celebrating it tonight after yeah. the Potter and somewhat throughout the Potter. Yeah, we're we're, we're celebrating actual Halloween by being uh, we're gonna be something else. But uh, yeah, I threw a I threw a pretty janky giraffe costume together. Um, got yeah. a little like top to it with a little giraffe head and some brown stocking type pants that I made out of a onesie and a yellow <laughs> Under Armour shirt. Yeah, geez, that is aggressive. Yeah, it's a pretty janky giraffe, but it's a giraffe nonetheless. Yeah, I uh, I dressed up as a podcast host for today's episode. <laughs> it's as good as it got. I was Grow actually, up, dude. yeah, I'm sorry. I was out shopping before we uh, started recording this for my costume, which is obviously a horrible idea to go two days before Halloween. It was a it's quite the gong show. So 
we didn't really come away with much. It was kind of a pointless trip, but <laughs> I'm glad to hear you guys got your costumes in order. Wait, uh, so so what are you going to do? That's the that's the big question now. Uh, well, we had oh, – me and my girlfriend were trying to think of something. We had so many different things, like, kind of come up and then fall through, and then we ended up just deciding to be uh, – Were you going for, like, the couple ideas? Something along those lines. Like, at first yeah. we had, like – Is this, like, your first Halloween together? Yeah, yeah. And at oh, first, yeah, for sure you got to go couple <laughs> And at first we had a nice – we had a nice uh, – <laughs> idea with like like her sister and his and her boyfriend we were gonna be like uh Ooh, double date yeah we were gonna be like the people from american idol like i was gonna do simon cowell but then we realized (laughs) that it probably wasn't legit to blackface somebody and make them randy jackson so absolutely not (laughs) so we backed out of that idea especially because you're just dropping like dog the whole night (laughs) it just it just gets real bad yeah Yeah. someone's gonna be upset just sets up for a whole bad scenario it's definitely a a slippery slope (laughs) <laughs> no, honestly, what you have to do, this sounds ridiculous, but if worse comes to worse, you buy, like, a kid-sized costume, and you cut it up, and you just slip into that really awkwardly, and you wear yeah. that. You're just like a, a kid dressed up as a Halloween. Yeah, you show a lot more skin than, like, a lot of people <laughs> want to see, but... No, we ended up going with, we found some, uh, this pretty ridiculous idea. You, you, you guys, I'm sure, have played the game Guess Who, right? Uh, no, <laughs> you've never played Guess Who. Come on, what? Oh wait, like the, the one, one where you're like, uh, like the... is you wearing a hat or oh, you okay, have a yeah. and you kind of like, jeez, so yeah, that, that little okay. board game it from when you were like ten. Sorry, you yeah, I didn't, Clue. I didn't, no, Guess Who. You've never no, played. Guess yeah, who. no, I played Guess Who. Oh, I okay, yeah, no, I do know Guess Who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta I'm try sure. to figure out who the other person has on their card or whatever. Yeah, yeah. you wear those wicked headbands. Yeah, yeah. So we ended up, we ended up being one of them, so we could look like a Guess Who character. It's pretty outrageous. It's should be good though. Not too. Uh, it's not. Yeah, hopefully, it, people get it quicker than I did. <laughs> well, if you've played the game, which I can't believe you haven't, it says I get, have played the game. I just did not know what you were talking about at oh, first. Okay. Well, it says guess who right on it. So if, I mean, if they don't get it, then I was gonna say if you didn't play the, the game, we're like, gonna get called out again. Stuff, yeah. So. You like if you have to like try to narrow it down. To yeah. And they like the, knock them down. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 There yeah, you yeah. go. You got it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I remember it was fun knocking them down. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're good. All right, but we got. We got a jam-packed show today, so we're going to have to just jump right into fantasy hockey. Unless, D, you might want to ch- uh, touch on the Blue Jays subject real quick, I'm assuming. For one uh, last tough, time. For one last time, yeah. It's Until a tough subject year. to touch upon quick on. I'm just going to say it's not too often a guy uh, announces he's departing the club and wins executive of the year in the same, what, two hours span, I think it was. Well, actually, Anthropolis said he got the news uh, while he was like, right before he went onto the conference call with the Jays to tell him he wasn't coming back. So, that's uh, when he found out he was executive of the year yeah facility of sporting news or whatever called him and let him know yeah I, so. I couldn't believe it. i woke up and then i started i jumped on twitter to start working today and then it was all this stuff about the blue jays it's like what like how are they still in the news and then that came up i couldn't believe i was afraid it was going to happen Stephen brunt from sportsnet was uh kind of alluding to it a couple of days ago uh and it's also it makes you wonder how much he knows because uh, that was when like John Heyman and other guys were saying that they were expecting Anthropos to come back and not even any announcement to be made about it at all. Uh, Heyman had a piece that's on CBS that came out early in the week that said that. Hmm. But uh, Brunt also said that if uh, any of the middle of the order bats to go, it would be Tulowitzki, which I thought was really weird. Like, why would AA want to deal Tulowitzki? But uh, now I think this information isn't coming from AA. So uh, yeah, it's a real mess right now. Is <laughs> It is definitely like not the ideal situation when you're coming off your first playoff appearance in 23 years to have to rebuild the front office, but I guess you can chalk it up to bad timing. Yeah, I saw that um, that Tulowitzki thing as well. He's probably the one to go because just because of his age, I guess. Right, and I, I thought it was weird that they picked up the option on Dickey. Like, I mean, they're talking about having to be, like rebuild the rotation almost, and 
I think the Dicky like, thing made sense just because it's a one-term commitment, and it's really like it was an extra like nine million because they had like a million-dollar buyout if they had to, uh, if they didn't pick up the option. Yeah. So, and I think he really like I think before the second half of the season they had no intentions of picking up that option, but I think he really didn't really give them a chance because they might ha- have to fill as many as like three or four spots in the rotation. So I think that's why they went that way. Yeah, he he was what like eight and one in the second half or something, pretty good numbers. Yeah, and uh, I think he had. I, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, so this could be wrong, but he was in like the top three in ERA in the AL in the second half. So, so something like that. Yeah. Pretty good number. I, I saw he was making 12 million. I just thought like, hey, well, I just I'm not a huge fan of the knuckleball. I mean, it's kind of uh, it's kind <laughs> it's of a little old school, eh? Yeah. But hey, yeah. he's a good dude, so whatever. But let's jump into some fantasy hockey. We got a lot to cover today. Um, we're first just gonna jump into some buy low candidates. Uh, I know we kind of touched on it last week and basically every episode, but it's a good uh, it's a good thing to talk about. Give our listeners a kind of a list of people they should be targeting that owners might be ready to give up on. So we'll start with you, Beeps. Who, uh, who do you want listeners to buy low on right now? Um, I love I love when uh, categories fall really biased to me, but this one I'm not really that happy about. Um, I have uh, Matt Duchesne as my buy low guy. Uh, he's a guy who is probably pissing quite a few people off right now. They probably picked him up pretty early, thinking this is kind of the year he's going to finally break back out. <laughs> um, he, I mean, the guy put up a point per year two years ago, so he's not that far off of it. He just... He didn't even really have that bad of a year last year. He was still a plus 16, 55 points. It's just he's a little bit slow out of the eight this year. Who knows? Maybe a, a little bit crazy of an offseason. He's still super young, 24 years old. Um, buy low. People are going to be really angry that they have him and just kind of scoop him off their hands and be thankful uh, that you have him for the long run. Yeah, Colorado kind of seems like they're in a little bit of a, a funk right now. Like, I was looking at their possession numbers today, and they're yeah. just, they are ugly. I mean, I... I yeah, mean, that's I, not new, though. <laughs> no, it's not new at all. Like, I think we keep... We talked about it last week, kind of people, some different coaches that are on the hot seat. You almost got to think that Patrick was, uh, his seat's starting to warm up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, who knows? Maybe he, he takes such an aggressive approach, and maybe just it's wearing off, and guys are getting sick of it, and it's just like me. It's the same old song and dance to all these guys who have been here for three, four years. I mean, they're young, but they've still been there. So um, who knows? Maybe it's time for a change. Maybe it's time for something. But either way, Duchesne's going to turn it on. It's not He's not going to be a guy who scores two points every eight games. That's, that, that's not going to happen. Yeah, he, he won't be held down for, for too long, I don't think. And he's definitely somebody that you could get, like, really cheap right now. The one thing I thought was really funny about the Avalanche is they're not even holding morning skates right now. Like, they just – they like, today was the first time they've held a morning skate before a game all year. Yeah, I, I, I realize that. It's pretty ridiculous, eh? Like, just a uh, weird approach. Like, I mean, no, clearly like, there's a difference between your team and their team. Yeah, like, there's 29 other teams in the league that have a morning skate almost – every day before a game and they just decide like you know what now let's just go with no morning skate whatsoever yeah uh, yeah i i don't get it i mean maybe they think something uh maybe they give their guys legs a little bit more uh more energy but i mean that's probably yeah but i mean that they're coming out of the gate so so cold it seems I, yeah you gotta do something it's funny too because uh I mean, like, if anybody's going to be canceling practices, you'd think it'd be St. Louis right now. They've lost a couple guys to, to injury. It's, it's crazy the amount of injuries we've seen in practice this year, like Schwartz and Stas, or and uh, what's-his-face out there, Couture from San Jose. Like, those are two yeah, huge, not, yeah. huge injuries in practice. So maybe that's what, uh, yeah, what that was Patrick's trying to avoid. <laughs> yeah, maybe he knows he has young legs. It's uh, it's maybe just like baseball where they when they have young arms, they want to kind of limit them as much as they can, but use as much as they can out of them. Um, so kind of like maybe he knows about his young legs. He thinks he doesn't want an 82 game season to absolutely like kill his guys. They're a high they're a high tempo team. They skate hard, uh, dump and chase a lot. So 
you know, maybe that's just the case. But I don't. I, I think you're giving Wah too much credit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, so biased. <laughs> oh, I agree. I it, at the same time, I think you got to get him out there. Like, come on. Their their goaltending is just a mess right now, too. Like. Yeah, when you have Red O'Bara threatening to take Varlamov's spot, it's not a pretty situation. Well, honestly, their goaltending was the only thing, like, that and their, like, top scorer's ability to put the puck in the net was, like, the only thing keeping them a competitive team the last couple of years. We talked about how bad their possession numbers have been. So, I mean, now that the unreal goaltending isn't there from Varlamov, it starts to show a little more, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. he's somebody I would almost be targeting to buy low because he, he's almost borderline like a waiver wire pickup right now like i've gotten a lot of questions about should i drop varlamov um, it's obviously not at that point quite yet it's still very early in the season but he might yeah. be somebody to look at because you could get him for really cheap yeah right he's now. someone you would expect to turn around like he's just almost too skilled to continue at this rate anyway. yeah like we, we we talked about this last week about you know who would you add like do you expect him rask or Bobrovsky to turn it around and we obviously thought that all of them would and Bobrovsky's already turned it around under Tortorello which is nice yeah Rask, Rask to, had a shout to out find yeah. his game as well so I yep. think it's only a matter of time before uh yeah it's only a matter of time before uh Varlamov turns things around as well but D we'll go to you now who uh who are you buying low on right now uh I'm going with Ryan Strom out on Long Island I use uh or Brooklyn now is it Brooklyn now did they move to Brooklyn yet Long yeah. Island. You- Brooklyn I don't know yeah I guess it yeah. is Brooklyn now yeah they're playing where the Nets weird play, right? Yeah, yeah, that they're playing at the Barclays yeah, yeah, yeah. Center now. Yeah, okay. So, out of Brooklyn, <laughs> bit of a weird story. Uh, Strom was scratched on Saturday's game, uh, coming off of a stretch yeah, was, of five games different. where he had yeah he had five points over the five game stretch before that, but was seen to finally uh, be finding his groove. Uh, so, but for whatever reason, he was a minus two the night before, so maybe that had something to do with it. But he came back on the first line Monday, and his comments he didn't seem too happy about the scratch. Obviously, you wouldn't expect anyone to be, but. Uh, he had no points in 14 minutes, so I think this is probably uh, potentially the lowest his value is going to get this year, I think. I don't anticipate on him being scratched again anytime soon. Yeah, he's only going up. Yeah, and I mean, he went right back on the first line with Tavares, so he's got all the skill in the world and like seems to still be locked in playing with JT. Uh, and he's sitting at 39% owned in Yahoo right now, so I actually saw some people dropping him the last couple of days which i thought was pretty crazy yeah he's definitely like a he's definitely worth a waiver wire pickup if he was dropped in your league and then if uh if you're in a keeper league he's definitely somebody to buy low on because he does he does he's such a good playmaker right he's and anybody yeah. playing with jt is gonna start picking up the picking up assists and goals here and there so i, yeah, I you know i still I young in a lot of leagues so i i'm definitely high on strom myself so yeah, he's still young. He's one of those guys who's been around for a while, so people kind of tend to think he's a little bit older than he is. I mean, he's only 22. So Yeah, I think as long as he's playing on the first line with Tavares, he's going to be super valuable, like even this season. Yeah, so. ex- yeah, he'll be extremely dangerous on that top yeah, line all year. for sure. Somebody uh, who I picked also from the state of New York, uh, I went with Rick Nash. Uh, <laughs> everybody's kind of freaking out about Rick Nash. Like, I've seen so much stuff about, like, oh, my God, what the F's oh. wrong with Rick Nash? Like, what, what is this? In all honesty, It's going like, to be his off year again. Yeah, like, <laughs> in all honesty, like, I was not, like, overly high on Rick Nash coming into the year. Like, I was, I did not foresee another 40-goal year. Um, no. It's thinking, like, 30, right? Yeah. And, like, even in his worst years, like, he had, like, he's, like, a 25-goal scorer. Like, and yeah. I, like, if you look That's at That's what it, goal scorers do, right? Like, they have off years. But even, like their off years aren't really off years. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like, if you look at his numbers, he's averaged 35 goals over, like, like per 82 games, which is exceptional. Yeah. So, like, a guy that's only got one goal in 10 games, like, he's got a 
his shooting percentage right now is three, and this is a guy who shoots at like a twelve percent clip throughout his career. So like, yeah, these, he's gonna go up. Th- these numbers are only gonna start inflating eventually, and now it's yeah, just time someone to off to a bad start. That's literally all it is. And like, but um, and he, just him not especially getting lucky. Yeah, and him especially too, right? Like he's always kind of got a bad rap for being like uh, for being inconsistent and streaky, he, yeah, and just yeah. like terrible in the playoffs. Now, so people kind of just like have this weird thought when they think about Rick Nash. So when when he gets off to a start like this, somebody. Um, that you need to take advantage of, I think. Yeah, I agree. There's- yeah, because like I said, like people people love to like remember the bad years when the bad things happen, and remember the good years when the good things happen. So people are right now thinking about Rick Nash when on his down year, which, like you said, wasn't even a down year. So let them think like that, take them off their hands, and uh, go home happy. Yeah, like I think you could trade a, a guy who's like a fringe twenty five goal scorer for somebody like Rick Nash, who's like a guaranteed twenty five goals, regardless of how how slow he started. Yeah, like a floor of 25. It, it kind of reminds me like a couple of years ago with Ovechkin when he was having uh, his bad year, and his bad year was like 30 goals and yeah. still a point per game. So Yeah, and people are losing their minds like, oh, he's not elite anymore. Yeah, but it's going to happen. Guys go like over stretches, go through stretches over their career where their shooting percentage just for whatever reason isn't there and chalk it up to puck luck, chalk it up to not being able to put it in the back of the net, but they come and go, especially for the top guys, and I don't think Rick Nash is quite over the hill yet. No. Yep. Did you no, guys see all. last night the uh, the interview with Ovechkin right before the game uh, against Pittsburgh? There, some one of the reporters asked him like, "So, who's uh, who's better, you or Sid?" And Ovechkin just looked, <laughs> Ovechkin just looked at him, and laughed. And he's like, "Come on, man! Like, how old are we?" <laughs> <laughs> Such a so basic question, eh? Like, uh, at that point, you just gotta uh, you gotta you gotta wonder like, who's making that question? Who got down? decade into this rivalry. I'd rather watch Philly play them instead of Washington. Um, They both kind of, that rivalry's kind of flamed out too. Yeah, oh yeah, it's not as as it used to be that's for sure. It's still sweet but like, I mean the teams kind of have tailed off more than you would have expected them to in the early years of the career because they really seem like those two teams were just destined to own the Eastern Conference for the next like eight years or whatever. You know what I mean? And it kind of hasn't really played out that way. (laughs) It is true how it's flamed off. Like whenever I think about um, Capitals, Penguins, like all I can remember is just Crosby getting elbowed in the head in like the Winter yeah. Classic. Like that is so long ago. This point, uh, David Davey Stack by X Leaf, David Stack. Oh, yeah. That was probably the beginning. I guess the end of that real rivalry, right? Because it was like there was all that hype around the Winter Classic, and there was the twenty four seven, and then you know Sid didn't play for a year and a half after that. Yeah, so. and it kind of just flamed out. Um, yeah, but I'm just gonna it. jump in a, quickly into a couple more by low guys that I have. I just wanted to mention the triplet line out in Tampa Bay because like these are guys. This is a this is a line that combined for hundred and ninety nine points last year. And they've only combined for 11 points in their first 10 games. <laughs> They're cold. And I, I think there was a lot of question marks kind of surrounding them entering the season because it, like, it was only one year, right? So a lot of people were maybe yeah. a little nervous about drafting yeah. them as high as they were Wait, actually Wait, you should going. definitely mention who um, the triple line is before. Yeah, because okay. I, I don't really know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, the, like, I have an idea. But... Like, Tyler, Tyler Johnson, Andre yeah, Palat, and yeah. Kucherov. So yeah, I didn't know okay. you didn't know about the triple No, I didn't know so. that term. Yeah, you dropped it earlier, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> uh, not yet. They're the they're the triplets, I guess, is what they call. It. So yeah, it's Tyler Johnson. Is yeah, the, I guess I don't read enough of Tampa Bay yeah. newspapers. Oh huh, well, you got to pick up a Tam- the Tampa Bay Tribune or <laughs> Tribune. <laughs> no, but yeah, like Tyler Johnson hasn't scored a goal yet this year. Um, and then I think Pilat and Kucherov each have two and two assists. So like they're not off to like great starts. And I think people were already nervous, kind of drafting them to begin with. 
Um, and like I was reading a couple days ago how like they were talking about how Tyler Johnson's off to like just an ice cold start, which is like, and he's still got five assists in ten games, which isn't terrible. But if if this is ice cold for him, then he's definitely going to be heating up real soon. So yeah, you I think, think those are another guy, a, a couple other guys, especially like the way I look at it is say you have off or whatever, now would be the time to go try to get one of his line mates to try to get like pair him up yeah. together. This would be That's the time to, to try to do that. So. Yeah, there's nothing better than watching like two guys dominate together and just being like, oh, did I just get two points? Yeah, I just got two yeah. points. Um, <laughs> especially, especially back in the day when you had like, I mean, even still today, but like Hendrick and Daniel was always such a fun yeah. combo. To I had Ben and Sagan one year. That was pretty well, cool. I know oh, like yeah, in a keeper league, I, I have like Goudreau and Monaghan right now. Well, obviously they're split up in the lines like at the moment, but for the past year and a half they've been together and it's like if Calgary scores, there's literally a 50% chance that I'm getting something out of it. So it's like pretty dope. Yeah, you probably could have owned Hoodler too. I mean, uh, as low as he was drafted last yeah, year. Yeah, see, that was the thing not, I not just didn't year. want. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, so now we've kind of covered some guys that are obviously highly owned um, throughout leagues. Yeah. Let's look at some guys that are probably on on the waiver wire in most leagues, um, and kind of talk about people that you should be targeting on the waiver wire right now because they're not going to last uh, for long. So again, we'll start with you, Beeps. Who do you who are you targeting right now? Yeah, um, one thing about the waiver wire is if there's like a guy that you want and you're you're kind of and there's someone you can get rid of, totally jump on a waiver wire guy because they're not gonna last. And there's so many times that I've sat there at the end of the season and been like, I remember I was looking at that guy and I didn't grab him. So that's just my little pre to where I'm going here. But I'll go. Uh, I go Mikel Bodker out in Phoenix. Um, everyone's going so nuts for uh, Domi, Duclair, everything, Mike Smith. But no one's saying anything about Mikel Bodker. The guy's eight percent. He's eight uh, percent owned in leagues. He's got four goals, three assists. Um, he's playing the power play up there with with the other boys. He's just one of those names that people are just failing to mention. Um, and he's always kind of been a proven scorer. He was killing it last year, and then he got injured. So I would just keep an eye on the guy. Um, again, eight percent owned, so that means he's probably not owned in your league. So definitely worth a look. Yeah, uh, I just like to point out. Uh, quickly, you called them Phoenix again. Oh, oh. Uh, straight. So put another <laughs> yeah, dollar. Actually, uh, put yeah, another dollar brother, in the oh. Phoenix jar. Yeah, that was my brother suggested that we do a Phoenix jar. So uh, wait. every time we mention Phoenix, wait, Bodker's Bod- another one of those guys because Beebs, you're notorious for thinking players are older than they are, and <laughs> Bodker's another one of those guys. He's only 25, but he has been around for almost 25. Yeah, he's only he's already been around for like six years, seven yeah, years. He- he broke early. For yeah, sure. and he—I mean—he's not like a—he's not like a guaranteed for like twenty goals, but he—he's always been right around that mark. And when he's been healthy, he's been—you know—a a consistent scorer. And he was in juniors too. So I like Bodker a lot. He's got a ton of speed, and the, you know what? That team is—they're not. I don't think they're going to win a lot of games, but they're going to be serviceable fantasy assets because I think they're going to score more than people originally thought they were gonna score they look good dude they're probably one of the most pleasant surprises so far this yeah year, yeah I and i was say. gonna say like like look at martin hansel go. too like hansel's like oh, hansel's so, so hot, hot right now oh yeah, yeah. so hot <laughs> <laughs> all right Dylan, who no, but you, like who they're are picking up right do. now doobie doobie do brandon dubinsky he's got points in all three games since Torres has been back with his boy uh, <laughs> solid possession player <laughs> he's played to the tune of a 56.3 course here early in the season those numbers uh courtesy of war on ice.com he's anchoring the second line power play unit right now and playing first line at even strength alongside your boy ryan johansson still sitting at 31 percent in yahoo leagues he's probably a pretty solid pickup right now let me double check i believe he's left wing yeah left wing center in, across yahoo not quite sure in uh, 
ESPN, but that's what he's been for the last few years. So I'd imagine. So, so yeah, he's got the dual position eligibility, a lot of upside going forward with Torts at the helm and uh, a lot more penalties than people think. Yeah. And playing alongside Ryan Johansson is not a bad thing at all. It was one of the big things that was really uh, pumping up Brandon Saad's value going into drafts and stuff. So yeah, it was funny. Cause like Dubinsky moved up and centered the top line when Johansson was out with Saad on his wing and yeah. then, and then Saad got it. Saad's sick and he's not going to play um, tomorrow. So then Johansson is coming back and Saad's out. So Johansson takes over at center and then Dubinsky moves over in Saad's spot. So it doesn't really matter, I guess. Uh, as long as people keep getting sick, he's going to be a first line player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's, uh, I like, I, I think Dubinsky's in great hands with Tortorella. Like we obviously talked about it quite a bit last week about how they just love each other so much. So honestly, for like as far as fantasy value goes, Dubinsky cannot be in a better situation right now. Like, and he's always been one of those guys that you could get like late in drafts because he doesn't score a whole lot, but he he provides you with like every single fantasy statistic that you're yeah hits for. shots isn't bad. He for does him. it all. Yeah, and like they're not so. like they're not like a great team. So even if you're in a in a league with block shots, he's gonna he'll help you out there as well. Um, so we kind of he's kind of especially lately been a, the beneficiary of a, of an of injury. And Darnell Nurse is obviously in the same boat out in Edmonton. I picked him up yeah. in a couple leagues today because he uh, he scored in his first game of the year. He played 19 minutes and 20 seconds in his first game back. Uh, he's mm-hmm. on the power play. Um, he's a proven he's a proven scorer. Had 33 points in 36 games in his last year in the OHL. So he's obviously got a ton of ton of offensive upside. And Schultz is out for at least a couple of weeks, so he's going to continue to to play a ton of minutes. And I think even once Schultz returns, like I, Nurse is one of those guys where like they sent him down at the start of the year, but I think as soon as he was called up, he was going to stay. Like I think I don't yeah. think he's going anywhere. Now that he's here, Nurse is probably going to be here for the year, I would think. And yeah. He's got a ton of uh, ton of opportunity. Like even first game, he plays 19 minutes. Like there's obviously a ton of trust there, and especially that, in keeper leagues. Yeah. Like, the, oh yeah. For cool. keeper leagues, he, if he wasn't already picked up, um, you definitely got to jump on him right now. He's only 10 percent owned, so he's definitely uh, available in a lot of leagues. And Darnell Nurse, like I just I love the way that guy plays. He does it all. Eh? He'll fight. He'll hit. He'll he's got a cannon. He's great. So he's got success in his genes. It's Donovan McNabb's nephew so like, <laughs> i totally forgot about that i mean uh it's so funny when he scored his first goal i was on instagram because i'm just an absolute instagram troll and uh and <laughs> they uh one of sportsnet or the score or something posted uh it was like a video of donovan McNabb selling when darnell nurse scored and it was actually <laughs> so like jokes. it's kind of awesome like it was just good to see it's like that's super cool so yeah, uh bowl like chunky's him. on in the back <laughs> yeah his mom baking it up smiling the whole time the whole Darn squad yeah the whole squad up in here yeah oh yeah that's jokes yep um, speaking of uh speaking of people celebrating their first school how about uh how about did you guys see when max domi scored against the leafs the other night it's like ty was trying so hard to hide like how happy he was yeah <laughs> like, actually, he didn't like, even sell it he just like tried to drink his water but everybody around him just started going insane <laughs> Ty actually had like Ty's a killer crazy, interview man. though. Right after that though, did you end up like watching that? Watching yeah, through that, it? it was good. He was, yeah, uh, like he, he kept it together and like it was, it was a good interview. It was good to see. Yeah. It's like say hi to the boys for me. It's like you know what, Ty? That's that's cool. <laughs> it was almost like he wanted to cheer because like his son scored, but then he didn't want to cheer like against the Leafs. So he was just like, yeah. he was just caught between a rock and a hard place. He just didn't know what to do. Meanwhile, his so, wife's just like going nuts beside him. <laughs> Yeah, it was good stuff. Do you guys have uh, any more waiver wire pickups? Uh, I got uh, one more. I wanted to mention was a uh, Yori Latera on St. Louis. He's got seven points in nine games to start the year, 
And uh, with the injuries there, like we mentioned before, he's worked his way up the lineup, and he's now centering Steen and Tarasenko on the first line, courtesy of DailyFaceOff.com. <laughs> and he's playing on the first uh, line power play as well. Sitting at 23% in Yahoo Leagues. He did well when he came over from the K last year. Uh, I think he had like 46 points or something, right? And that yeah, was he, in, he got uh, off to a really hot start, and then he kind of cooled down. And then once he started yeah, well, he was down, definitely. But then once they so, cooled down, they kind of just moved him off the, the Tarasenko line. So the one, the, yeah. the big thing about the Tara, especially coming into last year, was that he played with Tarasenko um, before like the NHL. So like they kind of mm-hmm. had some, they kind of had some chemistry before. So like that was that was a big thing. And then now that they're together again, he's uh, like Tarasenko's got leading the lead with forty two shots right now. So anybody dishing him the puck is, uh, is or even just standing around him <laughs> is bound to get a couple assists. Yeah. 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 No, I, yeah. I like Latera. I, I remember drafting Latera last year kind of for the, those reasons I just mentioned. And uh, he's off to a nice start this year. And I think he's only going to better his 46 points or whatever it was last year. He's yeah. definitely a 50-point guy. So, And it, what, what's his own percentage right now? It's obviously not too, too 20, high. Uh, 23% in Yahoo. Yeah. So okay. uh, and, pretty low. Yeah. Steen's been great too. Like that's a good line. I like that a lot. Like obviously just the beneficiary of, of injuries, but – Hey, you gotta take what you can get, right? For sure. Yeah, that's what the waiver wire is all about. Exactly. Somebody I want to pick up—I've already picked him up in uh, all my leagues—is uh, Jason Zucker or Zucker. I don't know how they pronounce it out in Minnesota. His dad invented Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Something like that. I think that's it's Zuckerberg, him, right? but either way. No, you dropped. The um, he was like Angelina Jolie. You didn't she didn't want to go by John Voight? <laughs> She didn't want to be known by her dad. Yeah, I guess so. Zucker's the same way. <laughs> <laughs> just so, just so like the the wild wouldn't hold out on like contract payments or salary payments. There's like, oh man, we can't, we don't need to pay you that much. Your dad's got yeah. zillions of dollars. Like, That's why he changed it. Yeah, he dropped the. It's bird. actually an exclusive. It's a daily face-off exclusive. Yeah, but all right, Zuckerberg's kid. Zucker, <laughs> Zucker, Zucker. He was a good scorer in uh, at the University of Denver. I feel like Pierre Maguire there. University of Denver, great scorer in uh, University of Denver. Uh, had uh, fifty like he points in NCAA games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this city and uh, his mom brought coffee to every single game. <laughs> So yeah, he he, uh, he had fifty points in uh, fifty points in fifty five games in uh, two thousand thirteen at the AHL level, and then last year twenty one goals in fifty one games. So obviously pretty good production for uh, playing. You know, yep. he was limited due, due to injuries. So he's obviously a proven goal scorer. He's only got one goal so far this year, but he's again shooting at three percent, kind of like Rick Nash. He's a career twelve percent guy, and he's yeah. playing on a line with Miko Koivu, who's one of the you know the better playmakers in the NHL. So. I think another twenty-five or another twenty, at least maybe twenty-five goal uh, seasons on the horizon for Zucker Zucker, and uh, and yeah, so he's somebody. He's only owned in seven percent of leagues. Uh, if you need, if you're in help, of, especially in, like in need of goals, or you're somebody with like Miku Koivu on your team, he's somebody yep. worth targeting on the waiver wire. But I think nice take broccoli. Yeah, thank you. I think that's. Uh, <laughs> I love how my name is Siegs on the thing, but I get broccoli more often than Siegs. So I broccoli. guess I guess it's gonna be. The- <laughs> yeah, you should probably change your Twitter profile to just a giant picture of. Oh broccoli. man, when I was like when I was in like grade ten, just like super nerdy grade ten, I think my <laughs> my Facebook profile picture, MySpace or something, was just legit, just a piece of broccoli with a smiley face. It was outrageous. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. should have made it. If you got it, embrace it, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. The rock trainer. I think I was in like second year university, and uh, since everyone was calling me Biebs, I just made my profile picture just Justin oh Bieber. Oh my god! 
but you rebuked first. Totally. Important. I think I think we've I think we've made this point already. But I think we've made the point already that you rebuked first. Yeah, I did totally have this name since grade school. So Justin, lay off. <laughs> get like, get something else going. Yeah. Huh? It's uh, yeah. Sorry. Speaking of quality uh, Canadian musicians, we might as well uh, toss it to the Blue Stones. What do you guys say? Yeah, uh, thousand times whew. better than Jaboy JB. Well, watch it. But yeah, love the Blue Stones. Give her boys. Roll with them. Off podcast. I hope you enjoyed that beautiful lick to quote D. Berthume from the Blue Stones. Um, we recorded last night, and for whatever reason, the first half of the podcast, which you just heard, hope you enjoyed it, went uh, very smoothly. Uh, for some odd reason, the second half of this podcast got kind of messed up from Biebs's end. Um, I know earlier in the year, he said he's the one who does it right because I had messed up, Dylan had messed up. Um, but now I guess this was Biebs' turn. I don't actually think it was his fault whatsoever. So we have lost the second half of this episode. So I'm just going to go ahead and give you guys a quick rundown of what we had discussed. And uh, kind of just give you guys some more pointers um, from a fantasy perspective, just without the boys. So hopefully you guys can tolerate me for the next couple of minutes here as I run through a couple of things. Um, usually after the the the, uh, the break there, we jump into the injury report. So I'll give you an updated injury report actually as of today, which is even better, a little more up-to-date. But uh, as we mentioned earlier in the show, Justin Schultz is out with a back injury for two to four weeks. Um, that helps Darnell Nurse. Mostly, as we kind of discussed, he's a big pickup, somebody we think will even stay in the lineup once Schultz returns. I think it also helps uh, Oscar Clefbaum as well. Um, Ryan Johansson returns tonight, which is Friday. Um, he missed a couple games with an illness, but Brandon Saad is out with an illness of his own. Um, Yalmer Yager, who was kind of expected to play, uh, had we released the actual episode, we were talking about how he was expected to play now. Uh, it's come across the wire that Yager will not play tonight. Yossi Jokinen will move up uh, to the top line, and Logan Shaw, who was recalled yesterday, will make his NHL debut on Thursday, Jordan Eberle uh, was placed on long-term IR with his shoulder injury. Um, that was just kind of a formality to create um, salary cap room for the Oilers to recall Leon Dreisaitl, who had an amazing um, season debut last night with the Oilers, a couple of goals to bookend the uh, the Oilers' come-from-behind victory over the Canadians. So that was nice to see. Eberle is still, uh, he returned to practice yesterday, so the movement to uh, long-term IR, simply just a formality, like I said, um, when you get moved to long-term IR, you have to miss at least 10 games. 
which Eberly already has. So he is eligible to return whenever he is back to 100%. Um, he's about four weeks into a four to six week timetable. And so he's probably still a week or two away from returning to the lineup, but he's on schedule, no setback. I know some people were freaking out yesterday when he got moved to uh, LTIR that uh, he might be out for longer than originally expected, but that's not the case. Uh, Mike Hoffman is not expected to play tonight. I think this will be his third game in a row that he would have missed. He's out with a lower body injury. He will not play tonight in Detroit, but he is expected um, to return on Saturday, which is good news for the Senators. They've kind of mixed and matched that uh, that top six right now with Matt Pumple and Shane Prince, a couple of young prospects kind of finding their way in the NHL, which is nice to see. Uh, elsewhere in Anaheim, what a terrible start they've had, huh? Well, you, things have gotten worse. Um, Ryan Getzlaff, as you may know, is out four to 12 days uh, after having an appendectomy to have his appendix removed. Um, it was successful. Um, so he's probably out for the next 3 to 11, 10 days. Um, Tyler Bozak and Jake Gardner, both who have missed the last couple of games, are expected to return on Friday. And Andre Vasilevsky, who was returned to the AHL on Wednesday, made his first start in that um, conditioning stint. He made 28 of 29 saves uh, in a win over the Marlies. He's expected to make another start with Syracuse this uh, this evening. And... Then he'll probably be recalled. I don't know if he'll be recalled over the weekend or if they'll wait until next week. But he's somebody, like we said, somebody worth targeting, um, especially if you're a, a Ben Bishop owner. He's a good handcuff for Mr. Bishop going forward. Now, that's it with the injury report. Um, we, were, we we jumped into kind of, speaking of Vasilevsky, kind of like a dynasty-type keeper player um, for, fantasy, for fantasy owners. We talked about a couple of guys we all thought that would be kind of on the waiver wire, even in keeper leagues. Basically, prospects not named Eichel, McDavid, Domi, Duclair. And so, I'll start with the guy I, I mentioned. I went with Ryan Murray from Columbus, former second overall pick. Uh, over the last couple of years, he's been uh, severely limited by injuries. He's only played 88 games over kind of like two and a half years. But he did have... 21 points in 66 games in his rookie year. So this is definitely a guy with some offensive upside. I remember uh, back when he was drafted second overall, it was kind of a, a toss-up for the Oilers whether or not they were going to take uh, Yakupov or Ryan Murray. Obviously, they went with Yakupov. But this is a guy who ex- was expected to be a future uh, franchise defenseman, and he's still a young kid. So he's got all the upside in the world. Right now, he's leading all Blue Jackets defensemen with three and a half minutes of power play ice time per game, which is great to see from a young defenseman. Like I said, he's missed a lot of, a lot of time with injuries, so 88 games. He's basically just finished his rookie season, and now it's time to kind of take the training wheels off, if you will. And uh, it should be time for him to kind of explode onto the scene, which would be nice. I know that Biebs, um had mentioned Matthias Yanmark from Dallas. He's only owned in like 2 or 3% of Yahoo leagues. Right now he's playing in the top six with Jason Spezza, which is obviously a great opportunity. Um, <laughs> me personally, I know I took some heat last night when we originally recorded this because I said he's a future, he's a former Red Wings prospect and he kind of went over to Dallas with Jim Nill when uh, he was hired as the general manager there. And I know, as most of you guys also know, that the Red Wings have had tremendous success with you know, prospects from Sweden and stuff like that. So he's another guy that's probably got a bright future ahead of him if I'm talking from a Detroit Red Wings bias standpoint. Um, and then I know B 
B or sorry, D mentioned Nikolai Ehlers from Winnipeg. He's a little more obvious. Um, he's owned in a higher percentage of leagues, but this is a kid that is an absolute stud. He's got all the tools in the league, or sorry, all the tools in the world to be extremely successful in this league. And he's playing in the top six for a team that really needs kind of some more offense. So Ehlers is somebody that if he's not taken in your league, um, even in not even just keeper leagues, but in redraft leagues or standard leagues, if he's available, this is a guy you need to scoop up. He's uh, he's going to be uh, in for a good year, probably break the 50-point plateau. And uh, if he's available in keeper leagues, then phew, I don't know who's sleeping, but even better. Um, and then I know last first couple weeks of the season, I've mentioned that um, we're doing DraftKings a DraftKings league on Saturday afternoons or mornings or evenings, depending on what time games start on Saturday. The first kind of couple weeks have been a little bit mixed up because uh, we needed to fill the leagues in order for them to run. And I know the one week that didn't happen, which was unfortunate, but I spoke to somebody from DraftKings on Wednesday and they have hooked us up with a daily face-off exclusive um, DraftKings contest. So each week it's going to be a guaranteed contest uh, sorry, guaranteed prize contest, which means it doesn't necessarily have to fill in order for it to run. Although, obviously, we would love for it to fill each week. Um, we're going to start this week with 50 people and work our way up. So, right now, there'd be 47 spots remaining because myself, D, and Biebs have all reserved our spots already. You can reserve your spot on Friday, which is today. I'll have the link up on Twitter and throughout the uh, Daily Faceoff website. And then you will be able to draft your team come Saturday. So make sure you join that. Tell your friends. Um, it's $5 entry fee. See how much money you can win. First place, I think, takes home 60 bones, which is a nice, pretty nice take. And then the top 15 people get paid out, which is also uh, much better than we've done in the first couple weeks when we only paid out the top three. So make sure to sign up. We're going to start with 50 people this week. If it fills up, next week we'll go to 75 or something like that, and we'll continue to grow it uh, as you guys continue to show interest in it. So make sure to join that. Um, and then we'll wrap this up with some Twitter questions. I know this is normally Biebs' job to fire away on the questions, but since I'm a uh, lone wolf in this one, our first question comes from at Steven Seuss. He says, can Talbot be a top 15 goalie in Edmonton with McDavid? League counts goals against, which is minus one points, wins, which is three points, and saves, which are point two points. Also, would you take Talbot over Steve Mason? Um, I think we were all kind of on the same page with this one. I think that Talbot is not a top 15 goaltender. Uh, I think I had him ranked about 24th entering the season. I think I'd give him a little bit of a bump more towards the 20 mark, but he's still not a 20 or sorry top 15 net minor at this point. And I would also take Steve Mason over uh, Cam Talbot at this point in time. He's got a more proven track record. Um, both teams aren't the greatest defensively, so they are kind of in a similar situation. But at this point in time, I think I'm still leaning towards Steve Mason. But it's kind of it's pretty close. It's pretty close. I would uh, if you're an Edmonton Oilers fan, I guess Stephen Seuss. I would go with Talbot just to. It's a little more fun to watch your guys, I guess. But uh, thanks for the question, as always. The next question is from at s underscore Ordorf. He asks, in a 12-man league, is it worth keeping Varlamov or just getting some teams backup such as Condon or Grice? Um, definitely keep Varlamov. Uh, we all agreed on this one as well. He had a great start on Thursday. 34 saves. Um, led them to the victory over a good Lightning team. He's getting the start again tonight. 
it's very early in the season. It's not time to kind of be jumping ship on these guys. We saw how quickly Bobrovsky was able to turn it around. Varlamov's one of the best goalies, I, I think, in the NHL. Top 10 net ma- fantasy netminder, in my opinion. So do not drop him, especially for somebody like Condon or Grace. I mean, if there were some more appealing names on the on the waiver wire, I would have to think about it a little bit more. But Condon's the type of player that or type of goalie that's only going to start basically once every two weeks. Like he's just obviously locked in behind Carey Price, and he's uh, not going anywhere the way Carey's playing right now. And Thomas Grice, I mean. He's one of the better backups in the NHL. If you're going to pick up a backup, Grice is a good one to have. But definitely not over Varlamov. He's going to start probably 40 less games this season, which is not what you want from your fantasy netminder. But thank you for the question. Hopefully you haven't dropped Varlamov already. I'm sure you haven't after last night's performance. And finally, our last question comes from at GavinC137. He asks, have Bishop and Vast... Sorry, I have Bishop and saw Vasilevsky will be getting back soon. What's a good plan once he is back? I have both. Should I rotate? Uh, yes, we've kind of touched on this one already, but I think Vasilevsky is an absolute stud. We kind of saw him get some starts in the postseason last year. So, I mean, if they if if they trust him enough to give him playoff starts, they definitely are going to get him in net um, during the regular season. Bishop's a pretty steady netminder, but they've obviously shown that they've got confidence in Vasilevsky and will give him the starts if he's outplaying Bishop. So if you own Bishop, I would definitely, definitely be scooping Vasilevsky up and playing both of them as they uh, as they start. Just make sure you keep your eye on dailyfaceoff.com. And uh, obviously you'll know who's starting each night. But anyways, again, I apologize for kind of the inconvenience. I know you guys probably would have rather heard some information from all three of us, but we had a couple technical difficulties. Um, Keep in mind, we are pretty new at this, so we're still kind of working out the kinks. But I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you are, make sure uh, you you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if you really enjoy it, then tell your friends and have them tell their friends friends. But uh, again, I'm Brock Segan. For the absent Dylan D. Berthume and Michael Biebs Bondi, we hope you guys are all having a great week. We hope that uh, you know you guys are having some fantasy success. I know I'm struggling out of the gate. But uh, keep your eye out for our fantasy lineups for DraftKings on Saturday. We'll, uh, we'll post all of them to Twitter. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got for you for this episode. We'll see you guys again next Friday morning. And, uh, and have a happy Halloween. But I'll let the blue stones take it away and lead you to the finish. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.